0: Uh, Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Hello Mentor Uh, Today's episode was actually recorded via Zoom uh, Because of the movement control order in Malaysia Um, So the sound quality might change a little bit from the usual uh, episode But the conversations are nevertheless still just as interesting Uh, Today we have Ahmad Hakim with us Uh, Hakim, or better known as Kimio uh, In the art industry uh, Is an architect by profession uh, And currently pursuing his doctoral study in architecture uh, Relating to cognitive psychology and the act of sketching in a Built Environment uh, That's pretty interesting, right? Uh, he is the uh, founder and director of KL Sketch Nation uh, Started in 2014 A non-profit NGO uh, that runs sketching activities around Kuala Lumpur uh, To b- promote sketching as a means of communication uh, His works revolved around travelling urban sketching uh, And recordings of time and places uh, And uh, with that, let's start the conversation Hello. Hi. Hi, Hakim.
1: Hello. Uh, thank, hi. hi, uh,
0: Thanks for joining us. Thanks for doing this.
2: Thank you for uh, having
0: me. Yeah, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. Uh, so, uh, just, just jumping straight in, right? I think, I, I believe when we kind of did some research about what you're doing, um, you, you're actually going to do like a TEDx, is that right?
2: A yeah, TEDx I did. Or? I did last,
0: um, last weekend. You did last weekend? Yeah, oh, last Nice. Weekend. Yeah. Nice. So so what did you speak about and, and what was the experience like?
2: I was talking about um, arts and science. Mm. How arts actually give us um, the intelligence that we have in everything that we know. Means that whatever that we do, we're actually using our artsy side to actually, you know, understand things, um, memorize things and whatnot. For, for example, just a quick one. Um, how do we learn to um, read. We actually sing the A B C, the mm. A B C. You know, and mm. then how do we count? We draw one apple plus two apples equal to three apple. That kind of mm. thing. So, I try to convince our um, the, the the audience in the TEDx uh, MCKL that um, we are actually we have our artsy site that we have mm. not most of us have not activated yet. So, yeah, that was a topic and. I think that it is a very, very good, great experience where I actually first time of my life actually memorizing a speech, <laughs> where because because the 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 process is a bit is quite um, thorough where you need mm. to send your speech, they need to check fact check and you know, all that kind of thing, and um, they need to approve and the other, the other kind of thing. So that was the first time I was you know audited of my own speech. Although I have been giving talks and whatnot a lot of times, but never actually I memorize a script. But it was a great experience knowing the other speakers as well. The other speakers is tremendous. Like it's really, really um, great people and inspiring people around us. So Mm. yeah, Mm. I think the working experience is very, very different.
0: mm. Well, I actually didn't realize that you you have to submit a speech and then they have to check. Oh, really? Okay. And you have to follow your speech
2: exactly and all the all the facts and even jokes have n- needed to be you know justified as true or that kind of thing
0: oh wow so they the are point. very thorough they are very
2: thorough yeah i we spend like we like almost a month a month and a half to actually you know
0: finish oh, wow. the whole process <laughs> I, I don't think I'll I will ever be able to speak in TEDx then. <laughs> uh, I, I, think, I
2: think you can. I think
0: you can, definitely. I I'm not very good with like um uh, prepared speech. I think same, uh,
2: here. same here. I I never thought I could do that as well. <laughs> and it was struggling for me, to be honest. It's really mm. struggling, yeah. Mm. But it was mm. fine, it was fine.
0: Yeah. I, I like how you, you you mentioned that like the art and the science is actually very related. I actually heard I don't know where I've heard this before, but I've heard something along the lines of, like art can explain things that science can't explain yet. Something like that. Like, you know, the, the, the world, you know, where the creative people went through everything that we draw or like, as you say, when we sing or and when we look at, you know, when, when human beings look at something with curiosity or amazement and they try to express themselves, it's, it's a lot of times it's just something that science hasn't been able to explain, but we use art to explain it.
2: Exactly. Well, well, the, the, the starting of our uh, education, we do arts. You know, in yeah. kindergarten, like, we have, you know, introduced to arts, color, shape, yada, yada, and then we actually lose it when we go to primary school, secondary school, and then even mm. degree and master's. But if you look at it, if you go to a PhD, talking about the doctor of philosophy, mm. philosophy is actually very abstract. Mm. Philosophy is actually a form of arts. You know, mm. I mean, when, when you have reached the, the top of, you know, degree and master's, you're going to philosophy, you, you have to relearn and unlearn whatever you learn and mm. put, the, put the artsy part of it to actually wonder. Mm. Without mm. this wondering, how can you do new theories? How can you argue or create or invent things?
1: That's right. So, That's right.
2: let us wonder because science is very rigid, see? Science is very mm. rigid, very, um, I would say, structured and everything. So mm. they have not much room for you to explore. But when you that's put right. the artsy side to it, it becomes abstract. When it's abstract, that's, right. that's the only way and the only time that we can actually, you know, wonder and explore.
0: You're right. You're right. Like science is like um, it's like progression, right? Science is based on uh, there's a there's a proper process. Like you have a hypothesis and then you test it. Yes. You know, it's a very long process to prove things. And and I think science is very good at, I suppose, gradual progression. Yeah. But you need like the we arts sometimes art. to do a big move. It needs right. to be
2: side by side. That's why our brains are like, also separated mm. 50-50. Mm.
0: Mm. Mm. The right
2: brain and also the left brain. So that's, you know, tells everything about it. I mean, we need to have the both sides. The problem mm. is we see arts as something below science whereas it's actually has to be side by side
0: side by side that's yeah. what I believe in <laughs> mm, I, can, I can clearly see that you have a lot of love for the arts and I'm very quite yeah, curious uh, right um, <laughs> how did this start is it from your upbringing um, you know like how, how did you how have how you grown up kind of influenced that love uh, for art and design
2: yes um, well you got that right actually talking about upbringing because my father is an architect as well Mm. Um, well, I'm an architect right now. I mean, I, I'm a graduate architect, and he was also the cartoon a cartoonist in the eighties. Oh, he's a he's a cartoonist. I think he's quite well known in his circle. Mm. Those days, um, mm. before if you ever heard of Gila Gila and Ujang, before oh, yes. Gila Gila and Ujang, there was mm. Batu Api. Batu Api mm. was the before just before right. um, Gila Gila and Ujang, which mm. he was one of those, and after that, um, the cartoonists from Gila, Gila Ujang and everything have been his protege. His batch is actually after Datuk Lat. Datuk is oh. his mentor, and the is second he? generation is them, is him, hmm. um, Juragan, if you know the name from uh, our newspaper last time, yes. and these people are the mentor of the current cartoonists that we have right now. Oh. So, being said, Um, When I was born, um, I was already in the artsy um, circle, I would say, or the artsy environment. Mm. My dad has always been drawing at home, doing cartoons, doing architectures and whatnot. And uh, my late grandfather was a policeman, but he Mm. was also the artist for the police. You know, those days where you draw the image of a yeah. suspect, or you know, that kind of thing. He was that. Yeah. And he yeah. was also, uh, he likes to carve wood carvings and whatnot. Mm. So, we were exposed. I mean, me and my family, my, my brother and my sister, um, although they are not from um, arts or architecture background, I mean, my, my sister studied architecture, but now she's she wanted to do psychology. My brother is an IT, um, mm. IT, like all the codings and stuff. But we all draw. Mm. We all um, love to draw and we are in the circle of the artists and also cartoonists. Wow. So, um, me and my cousin, my cousin, uh, my, my my only, I would say my only uh, same age, almost oh. uh, cousin, are uh, fine artists, was a fine artist, right now he's in advertising,
1: mm.
2: also, so when we grew up, other kids maybe go off playing football and whatnot. We were home drawing comics doing videos and you know, doing all the stuff that, that we are exposed to. Mm.
0: Instead that, of, so of cool. other
2: things. Yeah. So I, I did, wonder yeah.
0: I wonder how much of it is like natural and how much of it is like influenced. Okay, like, just just yeah. to
2: share with you a bit. When I was um, young, um, because my cousin was a talented artist, Mm. he can draw since young and whatnot, but not myself. I Mm. was really, to be honest, was intimidated. And also, I have a lot of inferior in myself. You imagine, my dad is a very, very good artist. My cousin is a very good artist. His circle is all artists and cartoonists. When Mm. you draw, you will feel like, okay, (laughs) no one will be impressed with my work you
1: see so
2: when when i was i was trying very hard you know by tracing everyone was like okay that's fine they were they were not discouraging me but they just not um genuinely impressed as thing mm. so mm. when 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 i share all the things and whatnot never impressed them so i stopped sharing with them
1: mm.
2: but but um i was still with them going to you know galleries and whatnot but I was really timid to show my works and whatnot. So, I tried something else. I tried uh, photography. I tried writing. I tried, you know, photo editing and whatnot, that kind of thing to actually help them. So, my cousin Mm. was the one who draw the comics, but I was the one who actually, you know, composed it in Photoshop and whatnot. So, it was okay. But until I went into architecture school, I was really forced to draw Mm. because because you need to know how to draw and whatnot when you're doing architecture. So yeah. I start to learn from scratch. Mm. So when I learn from scratch by technique, by skills and whatnot, I think it is more valuable um, knowledge to me because when I know to, how to do it from scratch, I can teach other people. Mm. You know, compared to an artist that is well, you know, talented since young, they don't know how to teach. because I, they don't I know, I, how I know to exactly
0: start. what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. because
2: I started from scratch, I have a lot of things to share to those who never draw. I think that's just a blessing in disguise. And one day, I mean, after, after a few years of drawing during my degree and master's, finally, when I started Chaos Cash Nation and my dad saw my drawings and I went, like, oh, yeah, I think now your drawing is okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really, really big pleasure. Myself. You see, I mean, you actually gain it. You actually, you know, you, you felt you, you, you deserve those things because mm. you worked so hard.
0: On it, mm.
2: I think mm. it's a different feeling if you ask other artists that have you know talent from young or from mm. birth, that kind of thing. Mm. So I, I, awesome. I really like that.
0: Actually, I want to expand on that point a little bit. Uh, so I actually I'm not from a sales background. I actually used to be an accountant, and then at some point I switched to a sales job. So in the beginning, obviously, uh, I'm not a natural salesperson. I'm quite a shy person, so it was quite difficult. I have a lot of colleagues <laughs> who are nat- natural salespeople. And so I had to learn from scratch. So when learning learned from the means I have to read books, I have to like, like the basic things I have to do. Right. And then mm-hmm. after a while I started becoming good in sales and you're right. Right. So the, the difference was that because I learned from scratch, I understand like the, yeah. the foundation, the principles yes. behind the how to do it. You know, so it's, very, it's easier for me to teach someone else how to do it. Whereas yes. the person that's naturally born like that or talented, they don't know what they're doing. Right. So it's very difficult for them to teach someone else. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Right? So that's so interesting. Yeah. And and and, and when you actually pick um, and you, you mentioned that you're studying architecture, right? So why did you pick architecture and, and what what's interesting about the subject?
2: Well, first and foremost, I think I was influenced by my father. Although since I was young, he was never pushing me into architecture. Mm. Instead, he always say that, oh, it's is very, very um, hard. You know, it's very hard. It's very, very challenging and whatnot. If you like something else, just do something else. You don't need to go architecture like mes- myself and whatnot, that kind of thing. And when I hear that and I heard that, I actually, you know, the rebellious side of you feel like, oh, really? I think I can do it as well <laughs> that kind of thing but then the, 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 tip, the, the, the tipping point of, of me doing architecture was when I was in high school and also primary school from primary school towards high school I explored a lot of things you know with my cousin uh, the, the fine artist and also my dad as well they, he always encouraged us you know bringing us to galleries bringing us to or buying us all the, the, the tools you know the, the expensive tools and whatnot that artists real artists do and lend us all the, the very, very premium stuff and whatnot. So, I was really into a lot of different things. That's when I realized that I am, I have, I am a multi-enthusiast. I have passion in a lot of form of arts. Mm-hmm. I do music, I do filming, I do photography, cinematography, I do um, composition, I do um, sculpturing, all sort of arts. When I wanted, when I finished my high school, I don't really know what do I want to go for. Hmm. I mean, it's a very, very um, tricky thing because all of the things that you wanted to do, but you can only choose one. Hmm. Do I want to go to photography? Do I want to go to, you know, arts? Or do I want hmm. to go to what? But
1: hmm.
2: when I saw architecture, it's actually a melting pot of everything. It's actually drawing it's actually photography it's actually building it's actually um, technology and whatnot so i went through it i mean I, I, I researched about it and whatnot i think that i have the opportunity to expand everything that i've been doing into architecture
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that that is when you know there's no turning back for me it's like okay i want to do architecture even my dad said are you sure are you sure are you sure and then it's like <laughs> okay yeah if you're sure then i give my whole support because now, after a few years, I think I know the reason why he said that. You know, he, he really wants to assure me that I wanted to do that because it was not uh, an easy course. It's a very, very hard course and it's a very challenging course where he don't want me to get into architecture because of him. Mm, yeah. He wants he want want to assure me that I really know what I'm taking and... I could not blame him if whatever happened, things like that. <laughs> See? So um, I think, yeah, I mean, but but I never regret any seconds in my architecture journey because it was true. I can actually apply everything that I do, everything that I love, into architecture, and it mm. was a it was a really really great journey. With mm. Mm.
0: Mm. oh, so, that's so interesting. <laughs> I okay. like how you how you adapt things. So I think basically because. I think he doesn't want a situation where, let's say, you underestimate how difficult yes. it is, and then you go in and then you don't enjoy it, and then you're stuck, right? Because you did it for the wrong reason.
2: Yes. So uh, many people actually been doing that. I mean, the passing rate for architecture is 50% or over
0: 40%. Oh, wow.
2: So a lot of people, it's not that they cannot do it, it's just that they don't like or they, they are expecting something else. Mm, because architecture mm. is a very, very, because it was well, a lot of people thinks. Differently, I mean, when, when they get into architecture, they were expecting, oh, there's a lot of growing. But never they never know that there are a bit of law in it. You know, mm. law and legislation, legislation mm. and whatnot, structure, mm. calculation, all of the things is actually is a mixture in architecture. So, when yeah. you expect something else, and you got something else, you, you will give up. A lot of us yeah give up because of that. Because we we cannot cope and also... Some of my friends were even best top scorer, but finally quit mm. because, because they don't feel like doing it. So, mm. I think I was lucky enough to actually find what I wanted in architecture and whatnot.
1: Mm. Although
2: right now, I am not really practicing in architecture. Mm. But all the knowledge that I'm using in architecture is made good in whatever that course that I'm doing now. My mm. PhD is actually in architecture, but specifically mm. in cognitive psychology.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
2: <laughs> that's cognitive what, psychology uh, <laughs> in drawing, to be specific.
0: Cognitive so, psychology in drawing, I'm so curious now, what does that mean?
2: Um, I, am, I am really interested in knowing what will we gain through our, our thinking process when we do urban sketching, sketching mm. in, the, in, the, in the street. So Mm. it has something to do with um, the 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 capability of learning and also our critical thinking will Mm. rise when we do urban sketching or we do Mm. um, drawings.
0: Mm.
2: So that is basically what it is about.
0: Cognitive psychology in in drawing. In drawing, right? So that's such a. I never thought that that was like a subject. Yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine it's that. Architecture,
2: like but not really architecture per se. Oh, really? Because okay. building, building can teach us so much.
0: Hmm. You
2: know, when, hmm. when a building stands, there's a lot of information um, involved in architectural hmm. building, hmm. And also architectural hmm. um, uh, knowledge. So hmm. how do us as a human, when we sit in front of the building, learn from this building? and i believe through urban sketching through drawings through sitting down and draw the building it raises your your critical thinking mm. because um in in KL sketch nation our, our organization that that, that i i'm uh, i founded uh, 6 years ago mm. i saw a lot of um people from different backgrounds mm. these people are not even from arts background they are doctors accountants um Um, linguists, some of them were lawyers and whatnot. But when they sit down and sketch the building, they talk about buildings. Mm. They talk about Mm. architecture. They talk about street. They talk about the city. Mm. So that intrigues me saying that, wow, when do you guys learn to talk about architecture?
1: Mm.
2: And they say that, Mm. oh, I think since I started to draw buildings,
1: Mm.
2: I explore Mm. the knowledge of architecture that's when mm. the, the thing started for me mm. and I, I started mm. to do my research on that love history.
0: Right. I'm so curious now. So you mentioned urban sketching, right? So, so how does it work? Is that like like a, a group of you sit together and you draw mm-hmm. the same building or, or, or like what's the, what happens and, and oh, those, what, and, yeah. and what is it about and, and why you choose to sketch in an urban area yeah. and why not sketch like, the mountain, you know? <laughs> I understand, I understand. Yeah. Well,
2: well um, I think it started off when I was in my first semester of architecture mm. where um, my classmates, we were only about 20 people for one batch at that time, where one of my classmates, uh, Malkis Tajali, she said that, hey, how about this Ramadan, you know, Ramadan during the, the, our, our fasting month, said that, how about we try to push ourselves to improve our drawing because we need to learn how to draw by uh, doing one drawing one day for for the whole 30, 30 days. you said, Oh, okay, let's try to do it. We call it Ramadan Sketch Challenge at that time. It was in 2008, if I'm not mistaken, 2008, where Ramadan Sketch Challenge was, um, it was about three of us in the class draw every day. So these guys, I mean, my friend, they are real comic um, artists, some of them really like to draw anime and stuff whatnot. Um, but I don't really have that niche at that time I don't know what I can draw and what not, but then when I try to force myself to draw that day, I went out I went out and sit down in the street and it's like, hey, why not I just draw this building today
1: mm. so
2: I sit down and, and have a, a sketchbook, uh, a 30 pages sketchbook draw one drawing, took a picture I uh, uploaded on Facebook at the time. There was no Twitter or Instagram yet. Um, I used um, Facebook and post saying that day one. Day one, what building is that? I said, okay. Then day two, day three, day four. And then people was asking me on my Facebook, say, hey, are you going to do this 30 days? <laughs> Every day. I said, I will try. I said, but then um, after a after few days, you feel tired and you know the challenge gets real when you feel like, oh, okay, I think I am lazy to draw today. So, I don't draw for one day. And people start to post on my wall. Think, hey, where's your drawing today? We were looking forward for your drawing. Like, okay, okay, tomorrow I'll do two. You know, that kind of thing. So, I start to draw. And mm. and times goes on, I think about 20 days forward. And then people know that I will post a drawing every day. They follow me and they, mm. they, they encourage me and whatnot. So, it feels mm. good at that time. And mm. some of my friends even, you know, teasing me or, you know, make fun, make fun of me by, you know, at office, they don't know what to do during poster day, you no know, work that much, they start to draw, they start to draw just, just for the sake of uh, mocking me and then posting in Facebook, saying, that, hey, Hakim, I do like what you did, ha, ha. <laughs> however, the drawing was not that bad,
1: oh. mm. so I was like,
2: hey, how, when do you know that you can actually draw, I don't know, I, I never draw, but this <laughs> is, this drawing is good, I said then, it came to me that everyone can actually do that
1: mm, because you yeah. are
2: doing urban sketching. You are doing, drawing something in front of you. You don't need to think that much. Mm. You don't need to find for ideas. You just need to draw whatever in front of you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So when, when I did that, and then I, I highlight that and a lot of more people tried and they said, yeah, I can actually draw buildings well. That was the time where I think that, wow, well, I think there must be something about this. That yeah. was the time where um, I started to draw. And so people know me as Hakim Sketching, you know, because yeah, yeah. of my sketches and whatnot. And everyone yeah. was trying to do whatever I do. And the next year, when I did the next Ramadan Sketch Challenge, a lot more people came in. My friend yeah. from, friends uh, my, my friend from Facebook and whatnot trying to, uh, you know, join me to improve their drawing as well. And it became a trend at that time. Because it was, there, there was no platform for people sharing artworks in the mm. 2009, 2010. Mm. Because mm. that time, there was no Instagram or Twitter like what we have today, where mm. everyone share their artworks and whatnot. But those days, mm. no, people only share their everyday life, food and whatnot, that kind of thing. Mm. But mm. it was becoming, it become a movement, it become a trend. And that was, uh, was what um, leading towards chaos, Sketch Nation that I'm doing today. Okay.
0: And, yeah, and, so. and is it like, is the concept basically... I, I like, I didn't realize what, yeah, after you mentioned that, I think I, I see something like. So it's a concept basically for you to draw what's in front of you. So wherever yes. you are, you just okay. like, just pick a a decency where you yes. are and just start sketching. That's the
2: idea. Uh, and that's just an interesting question because I didn't know that what I'm doing was urban sketching until mm. 2011 when I went to Manchester for my degree.
1: Mm.
2: Because I went to Manchester for my degree, the first week of my class, um, for, well, for my um, semester, I hmm. got an email um, through the university email saying that Manchester Urban Sketches will be doing our very first gathering. It was posted by Simon Ridyard, the founder of uh, Manchester Urban Sketches.
1: Yeah.
2: It's a community. And I yeah. went for the first meetup. That was the first meetup ever in Manchester. And you, you, 2011, I've already had few books with me. I mean, filled sketchbooks that I've done for the past uh, few years. So I brought my drawings and I was looking at, how long have you been doing this? They're saying, it's like, oh, I think it's about, about three or four years. Mm. I said, this is brilliant because they just wanted to start. But mm. I already have my collection with me. And mm. that was when uh, Simone Ridiad called me um, to join her to co-founded Manchester Urban Sketches. Oh, wow. So um, three of us, me, um, uh, Simone Ridiad and Caroline Johnson um, from, from Manchester, we, we set up our own urban sketching group.
1: Yeah.
2: And little that I know, there is a community, a bigger community called the Urban Sketchers since yeah. 2007.
1: It's yeah. actually
2: worldwide. Every yeah. locality have their own urban sketching group.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh, this urban sketching.org, um, they have this eight manifesto of urban sketching. It, we need to fulfill this eight manifesto, eight rules to... to uh, to determine or to, to, um, to say your drawing is actually urban sketching. One is we have to draw on location. We need to draw live instead of from pictures and whatnot. And then we need to, second is we need to tell the story of the surrounding, the places that we go and whatnot. Three is, it's a record of time and place. Every drawing of urban sketching needs a, a date and also the, the place. And then four is, we have to be truthful to the scene that we witness means that we need to draw real thing. It's not an imagination or whatever. Five, uh, we need to um, cherish our individual style. Mm.
1: There's
2: no rule to it. I mean, you can use pencil, pen, watercolor, whatever that you want to use. And then six is we support each other and draw together. Urban sketching is not uh, individual drawing at a street. It's a group of people drawing while having a conversation. Mm. And then seven, uh, I think we have to share our drawings online.
1: Right. There's
2: no use if you draw and you keep it to yourself. That's what we believe in urban sketching. And right. the last one is we show the world one drawing at a time. Means that mm. we need to share all these drawings um, one by one, not in mm. bulk or whatever, mm. so that people mm. can start to have conversation through the drawings and whatnot, So oh. that is the eight manifesto of my, uh, of urban sketches that we have. That's actually following. really cool.
0: Yeah, that's a very good framework. Actually, I I yeah. think um uh, it makes what you do interesting. The fact that you're like, you know, you will say like like all oh, have a story, right? That goes with the sketching. Exactly. All right. So uh, with this, yeah.
2: With, yeah, with this framework is what enables me to do my research now. Mm. Mm. Because of this framework, we have like all these eight manifesto and eight um rules. Mm. It makes all urban sketching drawing um quantifiable.
1: Mm. Mm.
2: You can you can extract something from the drawings and whatnot, and that is exactly what I'm doing now with my PhD.
1: Mm. I'm trying to mm. read
2: and also evaluate all these drawing through this eight manifesto, mm. so that it benefits to architects, benefit to urban planners, uh, to government bodies and whatnot, that kind of thing to actually understand what we are thinking while we are drawing the the the, the piece. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: So,
2: hey, that, what
0: what do you think are some of the um... The benefits, right, uh, of kind of picking up this hobby or skill, right, like of sketching. Yeah. Well, what do you think are the benefits?
2: I think I think it's quite evident in our uh, community. I mean, the, the society that, that I'm running right now, right, that I'm running now, the KL Sketch Nation. Um, we have around 130 registered members to date. We are registered mm-hmm. under the ROS, the the Register mm-hmm. of Society. Um, more. Uh, From the 130 members that we have, 60% are not even from arts background. But um, I feel and I believe that they are benefiting in this activity and in this community, in their own um, whatever field they are in. Mm. Whether you are in telecommunication, whether you are in oil and gas or whatsoever. When you draw, when you have this hobby, you'll expand your circle, you expand your thoughts, and you expand your capabilities that you have always um, possessed. You know, things like when, uh, you know, talking about corporate people who works in corporate and whatnot, they have, they know people from the art background as well. You know, they mm-hmm. connect to different people with different disciplines per se. Mm-hmm. Like what I'm doing now, I'm trying to, um, to, to, immerse um, all these people, uh, all these working people with arts, whether or not you are from arts background or not. We have, you know, um, in in the past uh, years, we have uh, been working with a lot of different um, bodies. One of it is like IMU, International American University. We supplied artists to teach um, drawings, to to teach um, arts to dentistry and also psychology students. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> we uh, also went to Nottingham College to teach the mm. accountant student, accounting mm. student to actually, mm. you know, draw and sketch mm. and um, that gives a lot of, um, you know, a collision that is, I would, I would say is beneficial for me because I never mm. know how was it in the corporate world, for example, because mm. I mean, architecture, architecture, mostly are private, private uh, entities and whatnot. So... When you immerse into like um I've worked with uh, IOI properties, I've worked with um, you know, um banks and stuff, when you work with them, you start to understand these people. You 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 can start to understand people and believe um that um other people have different views or different ways of seeing things and whatnot. So I think it will definitely benefit you in understanding other people. Mm,
1: mm, See?
2: Mm. And also of course, um, when you are, you know, stressed for work and whatnot, you start to gather with these people who just go out and sketch in the city, in the street, um, having good food and whatnot, you know, mm. during the weekends mm. will mm. definitely be good for your mental health as well.
0: Yes, yes. So it's also like um, that's the, a the social benefit to it, right? Because exactly. you are meeting yeah. people and, and, you, and you mentioned you're you're sketching and chatting at the same time. is it? So it's yes. like quite a relaxed one.
1: Exactly. Because yeah,
0: whenever I, I think about a group of people drawing, I don't know why I imagine like in the movies, you know, I was like silently looking yeah. at their canvas. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing that yeah. I'm kind of imagining. I think, I think that, that, that's, yeah. the, that's
2: the best thing about urban sketching because I think right. that when you draw in a public area, yeah. you tend to um, invite a lot of people to have conversation with you. From the little kids up towards the, the elderly people, they know how to interact with you through drawings. Mm. They, will mm. it to, they will feel attracted to drawings.
1: Mm. See, so mm.
2: it is very beneficial when you are actually traveling, for example. Mm. When you're traveling, you want to immerse in the culture, mm. in the people. You want to talk to the people. You want to, you know, um, have conversation with them. But some of us maybe feel shy. Some of us mm. don't know where to start. This is a very, very good ice-breaking um, Activity that you can actually mm. do. In mm. fact, I've been traveling around the world. I've been getting a lot of free foods and free drinks everywhere because of me drawing. Mm. I would mm. draw in the cafe. They were like they are really um, curious of what I want, what I'm doing. They want to ask me. They cannot just come and ask. They brought these drinks on the house. For example, mm. you know, there's a lot of benefit in it that I think that give me the, the value of knowing the community, knowing the people around the world and even in our own hometown, our, our own uh, Malaysia, for example, I think it's a, it's a very, very, you know, um, fun thing to do, uh, to know yeah. people and whatnot.
0: Yeah. One uh, other thing I noticed about drawing, I, I'm not i I'm a very bad artist, by the way, so, <laughs> but, uh, just don't know I yet. have a, <laughs> <laughs> I have a young daughter, so sometimes we like, we sketch for fun, like, so, you know, I would um, I would sometimes draw her just for fun, okay. right? right? And I noticed that uh, the one thing I, I realized when drawing is that you pause for a while and you start noticing things that you never noticed before because Definitely. you're trying to draw something, right? Like you, things that you, if you're just looking at it, you, you kind of miss, you know, but because you're trying to draw something, every detail, you start to realize that, oh, that's mm. how her ears look like. That's how her hair looks like, you know, like mm. you start processing in detail. Yes. So it's quite um, therapeutic too, right? Like it's quite relaxing and and right, and you but see things differently.
2: In fact, in fact, if you if you compare um, travelling and take photos and travelling and sketching, that's also, mm. you can see the difference. For example, I think that most of us, when we took photo, when we travel, took mm. photo of places, mm. I would say 90% of us will never look back at the photo unless there are photos of yourself in it to post into your, your Instagram or whatever. <laughs> <100, laughs>
0: right? I agree 110%. Yeah, so
2: most of us will never look back at the photo. We would rather see it on, or Google it to actually look back at the things rather than right. look back at the photo. Look
0: at your own photo, yes. Yeah,
2: but if you draw, you remember everything when you're drawing. Mm. Because
1: mm.
2: You, you spend half an hour or one hour or even 10 minutes, whatever it is. When mm. you look back at the drawing, you remember everything about it.
1: Remember yeah. how
2: how hard was it to sit down? For example, how wet yeah. was it the area? How, yeah. how how you know how cold was it? For example, yeah. so it gives you more experience and memories of a place in oh, wow. which you 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 um, recorded it into drawings.
0: So that's I cool. Think
2: that that's something yeah. that you need to think about.
0: You you said like it can be as short as ten minutes. Like how, how quickly does it take to sketch? Well,
2: off? uh, I don't have my sketchbook here to show you, but but mm. I always draw in a small sketchbook. For example, I have one here, but it's only one drawing in here. Mm. But like like this drawing,
1: mm.
2: like this is watercolor, but it was mm. around twenty minutes or so.
1: Mm. Mm. So
2: the idea of sketching is about noting. It's a note-taking process. Mm, it's not mm. for you to draw, like uh, properly draw
0: to say. Right, right. See, it's a, Note it's a taking. note-taking.
2: Yeah, it's a note-taking. Oh, I, I like a, that. Yeah. yeah, it's a note-taking of what you see in front of you. That is mm. what differentiates sketching and drawing. Mm,
1: mm, because, mm.
2: of course, sketching is a drawing, but not all drawing is sketching. Mm,
1: mm. Yeah,
2: so that's a very fine line between it. But the idea of sketching is about notating in, in a very fast time. If you yeah. took like one hour or two hours while you are traveling, you will lose a lot of time yeah. you see yeah. because because yeah. time is very precious when you you're traveling you see and especially when people are are, are uh, following you you yeah. know when, when you're with your family and whatnot people will need to wait for you to draw, and it's not nice to have that yeah. Yeah. See? And, and it will give like a very bad negative remarks to sketches saying that it's a waste of time you know, but if you have 10 minutes, then you sketch for 10 minutes. If you have 15 yeah. minutes, you have half an hour, accordingly. So you yeah. do it accordingly. So that's the beauty of sketching that I wanted. And I always emphasize to all the, the, the new artists that wanted to start. Because sketching is yeah. supposed to be very crude and very fast. Yeah. But the value is actually on the memory and also what you captured.
0: Mm, mm. And, and what tips would you give to someone because you mentioned about someone that might want to start right so like for someone like me like you know uh, and, and the people that don't believe they can draw
1: yeah yeah right yeah, so,
0: yeah. so and they want to start what tips would you give them how to start
2: okay let's see this I mean uh, I believe that everyone can draw I believe mm. in that I really believe in that I'm trying to convince a lot of people that they can draw and the only thing that stops you from drawing is only yourself Mm. it's only your inferior it's only yourself for example um, it's a, a, a rhetoric question what is, uh, when you are writing ABC when you are writing your name for example like D-E-R-E-K mm. are you, you are you writing the letters or are you drawing the letters mm. Okay. Mm. so yeah. when you draw D-E-R-E-K for example mm.
1: Mm.
2: it's a very fine line yeah. Why 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 will why have you been able to write the letters without even thinking that will it be nice or will mm. it be good? <laughs> you know, as long as D E R E K sounds looks like a direct, then it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Same thing I, with drawing.
0: I think I know exactly what you mean.
2: Yeah, right? when you are drawing, you have all the expectation in you to mm. draw like that, to draw like whatever <laughs> your, your artist, that's when it stops you from growing.
1: Mm. Mm.
2: You know, as long as mm. your drawing can communicate, that's really good. Yeah. More than good already.
0: Yeah, right. So Most important is someone look at it and they know what you're drawing, right? Exactly. You don't have to draw yeah. like a Picasso or something. You
2: know? Exactly. And also it, it needs practice. When you yeah. first learn to draw your name, of course it will be, you know, like whatever your, your, our kids whatever, draw uh, or write. Mm. And same thing. When you, yeah. you know, what, 30 years you've been writing your name, of course you don't even need to think about it already.
1: Mm. That needs mm. practice
2: as well. So mm. what mm. My, my, my tips and advice is just do it and don't expect too much. Think mm. less. The mm. lesser you think while you're drawing, it's better for you to start. That's why mm. I always encourage people to start to do urban sketching means that yeah. just draw whatever in front of you. Yeah. Draw. If it's not good, then start again. Do something. Yeah. Do others. You know, that kind of thing. Because all of our artists, I mean, I think all, not, not even one excepted. When you draw, you will feel one point that this is not right. Yeah. All of us felt the same thing. Yeah. What is the difference is we continue and finish it. When you finish it, all the wrongs, whatever, will never shown. we we'll never see yeah. Mm. So what you need to do is just to, you know, ram through the barricade that stops you.
0: just just start, right? Just start yep. and you figure it out. Yep. I, I I like that. That question was quite thought provoking. Like do you write your name or do you draw your name? Exactly. Like, like people take actually people take for granted a lot of things that they do. Exactly. Right. And they don't think about it, right? They don't think yep. actually I'm drawing. When I'm doing when I'm writing my actually drawing, right? I know how to draw a D, I know how yeah. to draw a A, you know. Um, no that, that's that's very tough. Right? And I think sometimes people should challenge themselves to be, to rethink exactly. their, their own limits, right? Um, so we just so, need
2: to slow down, that's
1: all.
0: Slow down, right? Yeah, yeah. That's all. Slow down and yeah. see things clearer. Yeah. Um, from the many sketch walks that you have with like KL Sketch Nation, uh-huh. like um, what are some of your favorite places so far and why?
2: Favorite places, huh? I have, to be honest, I have no specific place that I can see. But I always prefer streets that have not popular um, in terms of uh, the values. Yeah. It's like I like to discover new things or discover, um, discover uh, beauty within something that people see as very common. You know, I appreciate... Um, chendol store under a tree more than uh, a landmark or building, say, like KLCC, for example, I like to draw more on the places that people love and close to the heart of the people. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: you know, yeah. things like, you know, like, like I said, chendol store under a tree that have been running for, say, like, what, 20 years or yeah. um, a clinic in the, in the, in the city that, you know, a lot of a lot of us are actually born in that clinic those days, you know, uh, or, or the favorite stalls for, you know, Pirambli favorite stalls like Kandakudu yeah. you know, in Chowkit in, in and whatnot, that kind of thing. I like to go to all these kind of place. And yeah. also, if you go travel, I like to go to markets, yeah. marketplace, you know, place where people, the local people start to buy things and whatnot because we see a lot of genuine things that, cannot be seen through our, you know, naked eye in just one glance. You need to sit down and look and draw, and then you you realise a lot of things emerge in front of you. Mm. So mm. I think the best place for me is actually the streets and also the the, the small streets mm. or you know the places that is not really, you know, underappreciated place. Mm. So I think that that the kind of places that I love
1: to go usually.
0: Cool. Uh, one of the things we um, talked about earlier was like the, the social aspect of like chaos Sketch nation. So um I know that you've kind of amassed uh like a following like a group of people that you know do you do this together with right? So uh and and um why do you find it important to build this community around the activity. <coughs> um okay
2: the question is about why do you think why well, why do I think the social part of it is important. It's important, yes. Mm. Okay, um, I think, uh, well, everyone to, to start to draw, for example, to, to, to start um, to explore a thing, you need support, mm. you see, um, we in Chaos Nation, we believe that all our drawings need to be shared, need to be shared, as in like, if you don't share, it's a waste of time, that's what we believe in. Because we believe that when you share the drawing, you will have this thing that if I may say it in a very um quite quite cryptic term, it's called the symbolic interaction theory that I'm okay. actually in right now. Symbolic okay. interaction theory where we need some interaction to make a thing meaningful.
1: Hmm. Okay.
2: For example, for example, uh for example, I have um, two pens with me.
0: Okay. uh,
2: uh, uh identical pen. Just imagine it's identical. Okay. When I ask you to choose, how, how do you choose? I mean, you don't know oh. how to choose because it's yeah. two
0: identical things. It's the same. But yeah. say
2: for, for example, say that, okay, one of these pens was used by, for example, uh, Elvis used this pencil before. <laughs>
1: This one, <laughs> so, not this
2: one. This yeah. one is just, I just bought it. This. this one yeah. has already been here and Elvis used this last time. Now I, <laughs> I ask you to choose which one do you want. You that will definitely helps, yeah. need something because there's a value in it. Yes,
1: that's so, right.
2: So I believe when you draw, a value from your own self is quite hard to achieve. Mm. For you to feel your drawing is good, it's mm. quite hard to do it for mm. some people. So yeah. you need the interaction with others. You need yeah. to, you know, people say that, oh, I think it's okay, but you can do it better, for example. Or even if they say that, oh, that's not good. Even yeah. if they say that, you yeah. will have the urge to be better or something. Yeah. Yeah. So interaction will give more meanings to things, especially yeah. to architecture, especially to yeah. buildings. Yeah. No building is just a structure without yeah. the meaning, without the interaction. If you have... One What's of, the phrase
0: you use again, Hakim?
2: The social I, the, interaction theory.
0: The social interaction theory. Yeah. Right, right. This
2: right. is actually um, the, the, the theory that I'm looking at for my PhD right now. La, the mm. base of, of my research. So mm. you need an interaction to have something meaningful. Mm. For example, just, just a, a pole and an umbrella mm. will just be an, an umbrella. Mm. With, but if you start to sell something there and it becomes viral... The umbrella will become more than just an umbrella. You mm, 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 mm. become a place for people. That's when mm. structure becomes architecture. Mm. Yeah. That's so, so
1: interesting.
2: Yeah. So social part is a very, very important part where all of us find meanings in only social. Mm. Through social, through socializing is when we get meanings. So mm. when we talk about arts and everything, the most important thing is meanings.
1: Mm.
0: And
2: thus the main modus operandi that we use is actually through social interactions Mm. so yeah that answers the question
0: Mm, yes yes it does and i'm I'm, the other thing i was very curious about was um uh we're recording this right now sometime late july 2020 so um obviously we just had like mco and like a partial lockdown you would say Mm -hmm. um how did KL Sketch Nation adapt to this, right? How, how, how do you all like adjust to the restrictions and what, would, what was the general response of the community?
2: Okay. Um, well, um, in, in a first thought or first glance, of course, um, we are directly affected because we cannot go outside and sketch. Mm. You know, I mean, that's the, the first thing that, that everyone will think of. And also even myself, what I was expecting when the MCO started because I thought, how do we run this thing or should we just like shut off for a while while waiting for all this um, pandemic to, to, to subside and whatnot. But little that I know, um, it was a very, very, I, I thought it was a very perfect time for our art industry to emerge. One thing that I realized, um, I, I think I, chose to see um, the silver linings more than just whatever the negative thing that happens, that a lot of people, when they are in MCO, a lot of people are trapped at home and the only means of going out is actually through social medias and internet. We all know that very well, right? So, the thing about it is, whatever you see in your screen, whatever visuals that you see, those are mostly the works from us, the artsy side. We became the essential part for everyone to spreading messages. One of the, the biggest um, uh, success or the biggest um, reason of success of our Malaysian um, fighting against COVID, for example, was the ability to communicate to send messages yeah. to everyone, to yeah. you know, to keep track on what's happening and whatnot, that kind of thing. All of this will never happen without all the visuals yeah. done by a lot of different people. Yeah. See, and this visual can only be impactful when people with experience do this kind of images and whatnot. So we, I mean, as a whole um, community, we have been... Um, approached by a lot of different bodies, different disciplines, different um, entity, the government, non-government, uh, uh, even corporates and whatnot, to come to us to produce something visual for us to help fighting the COVID.
0: Oh, that's so interesting.
2: Yeah. Right. That's a, one, so one like... perspective that have not been seen, a lot of wow. things have not seen, that we were approached by a lot of different people to to commission us to draw something, draw, yeah. draw some, some diagrams, draw some yeah. uh, imagery and whatnot to actually um, uh, to educate the people mm. with whatever the new norms and whatnot, that kind of thing. Mm. So, it was quite a busy time for us, oh. to be honest, in terms of oh, wow. um, producing and whatnot. And besides that, that's the first one. The second one is a lot of people trying to find something to do. Mm. Is the biggest opportunity for us to introduce arts yeah. as a way to cope. Yeah. They they try to draw and say, Oh, I can actually draw. Then they start to d- create their own art account and whatnot, the kind of thing. Some of them start cooking, some of them start to capture video of their everyday life and whatnot. And the third one is these have also become their economy. Some of them, some of the workers that cannot go to work start to sell. Food, start to sell drawings, start to sell, you know, whatever arts and craft they are doing. Yeah. It's a very, very good, uh, for, for us, it's a very, very good um, progress in yeah. art appreciation, if I yeah. may say.
1: Sure. Yeah. So I yeah.
2: think it's, the, the silver lining is quite clear in, in terms of that. It means that a lot of people start to do arts, thus, whatever the artist has been doing all this while, you get the attention. They start to refer. They start to converse with us and whatnot. Mm. Even uh, in KL Sketch Nation, our members, we have a a group. uh, We have a a WhatsApp group that have been like full conversation every day because nobody, everyone's at home. So everyone is sharing drawings every day. Everyone is sharing, you know, trying to find activities. We have like Netflix party every two days. We watch movies together and then draw draw, draw the movie and whatnot. That kind of thing every day. And we produce um, some publication, books, comics, and whatnot throughout the three months because everyone has like a free time mm. to do all these things. So, mm. it's beneficial for us in terms of that. Mm. So, um, I think that we have actually, you know, made a lot of progress in three months compared to like few years that we have been trying to do so. Wow, it's authentic. accelerated.
0: Yeah. Uh... So, and it sounds like, like, what was, like, a community, obviously, uh, you can also get a lot of freelance work, it's, like, paid work. That's very interesting, right? Uh, So, what's next for you and KL Sketch Nation, then, Hakim?
2: Um, I think right now, um, we have reached six years, this year, Mm. six years of Chaos Sketch Nation. Um, We're looking at next year to try to target that next year we wanted to go full blast in out in terms of our um, capacity. Means that we wanted to try to find grants
1: mm. and
2: also fundings to actually run KS Cash Nation as a proper NGO. Mm. Means that we, we wanted to pay um, staff and whatnot, that kind of thing. While we have not been able to do that because of we don't have any funding. Mm. But we are planning to go towards that for next year because we will get our you know official um, official um, audited account for our bank account for three years. So I mm. think with that, we can actually apply for a lot of grants that we are looking at right now. So we thought that next year, we would want Kelsk Association to be established as mm. a proper NGO and um, we maybe have our own physical space. Oh wow. Right now, we don't have it right now. we We are mm. all everywhere in the city. But Mm -hmm. we uh, we were thinking about that and when we have that, we can push more in terms of um, embracing our artsy um, citizen of Malaysia, for example. I mean that we want to produce more like comics or um, content creation like videos or books or whatever it is, festivals and whatnot to actually, you know, strengthen our appreciation towards arts in Malaysia. And also mm. giving it towards the international scale as well.
0: Uh, sounds, sounds, sounds really exciting. I actually did like uh, I'm I'm just curious, right? So you mentioned that you could like be like a proper NGO, like Scale mm-hmm. Sketch Nation. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand NGOs very well. Uh from my understanding, NGOs typically are tied to some kind of social cause. Yes. Right? So uh, so what would uh, how the scale sketch nation position itself, right? Okay, so,
2: so basically, um, well, uh, being an NGO, registered under NGO, we, we are a non-profit body. Mm. Means that everything that we do will go back to the community. I see. So, okay. And whatever that we have been doing are also for the community. So, um, but we are able to raise funds and also get sponsors um, and get like um, tax uh, tax exemption for them and whatnot because we are an entity under the ROS. We are a non-profit body that, that are giving to the society, basically. So, But all the money is used to actually um, pay for our cost. Cost being said is actually all to, to pay our, our people who are doing the work, right. uh, to fund our projects, to to you know, to give back to the community and whatnot, that kind of thing. So, being an NGO, I think is good for us where we can, we are not profit-based entity. It means that all we do is 100% for the community instead mm. of uh, having it as a social um, enterprise or whatever. I've okay. already, we already registered ourselves under the community base so that everyone or anyone wanted to, to, to give back to the community can come with us and do it together with us through the the power of arts.
1: Mm.
2: I Mm. think that is that is the the niche for our Kioskas Nation where our niche is actually we revolve around arts.
1: Yes. So
2: whoever whatever corporate or whatever um company or whatever that wanted to give back to the community in terms of arts and whatnot can always come to us. We can have we can help you to, you know, to structure, to give ideas and to connect to the people that we need and whatnot kind of thing. So that is basically what we are doing in chaos.: Nation.
0: Nice. Nice. Very cool. Right? And, and, I, and I hope you guys succeed and keep growing. Uh, We're going, we going to move on to like quick fire oh. questions now. Wow. Okay. Uh, so it's the last segment of our conversation. Okay. So first question, uh, what scene from a movie or TV show is super memorable to you and left you a life lesson?
2: I would say the inception by Christopher okay. Nolan, Inception, mm. the movie Inception mm. by Christopher mm. Nolan, talking about how you can plant an idea in other people. It has been very useful for me for pitching, for presentation, for mm. whatever it is. So I've mm. learned a very big lesson in Inception.
0: Right, right. Like, mm. a, like an idea can start so small, right? Yes, and you yes. grow by that's, itself.
2: Yeah, that's a way for you to, to convince people. And Mm. you need Mm. to learn the way to actually convince. Mm. Mm. Mm
0: -hmm. Love that. Uh, Next question. Is there a nonfiction book that you've read that you believe everyone should read?
2: I would say something that has to do with my field. That is actually a book called Still Like an Artist. Still Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. Mm. He have three series right now. I mean, one is Still Like an Artist. The second one is uh, Show Your Work. And Mm. keep going. These are all, um, uh, I would say, uh, advices to people who wanted to start arts. Mm. Mm. Talking about whoever that wanted to start arts and what kind of art, whatever kind of arts, you need to still like an artist first. Mm. You need to know that arts is not coming from thin air. Right, it have something right. to do with what you, whatever you see, whatever influence you and whatnot that give you the power to do an artwork. And then the second yes. book, it goes about show your work, talking about sharing, yes. sharing your work, whatever that I've been talking about just now. And the third one is keep going is when you have depleted all your energy in creating arts and mm-hmm. keep going helps you to rise up and do more, that kind of thing. How do you keep doing things and whatnot. So yeah. these three books is about your life and arts. How do you manage
1: mm. those things?
0: I, I agree that uh, on the creativity part where there's this common misconception <laughs> that creativity is like coming out with something from nothing. Mm. Right? You just create that. But the, the, the truth is nope. it's more of like someone able to look at different things, sometimes connecting different things together or, 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 or processing what you see through your own your own so, lens, your own experience, and then you nothing, come up with something new, nothing right? Nothing is
2: original in this world.
0: Right. Nothing is really original. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. um, uh, uh, next question. So what's the best piece of career advice you've received from a mentor or someone you respect?
2: I've seen this, I've heard this, surprisingly, it's from a radio. Hmm. Um, it was from uh, dr Mahmoud Fadila Kamsah, one of our uh, Malaysian motivators saying that differentiate between your job and your career. You know, we always take this for granted because a job and a career is a two different thing where a job is what you do for living. I mean, for you to to get the money and whatnot to, to survive. Where a career doesn't mean that the job that you do is your career. Career could be a mixture of whatever you do. It's more like a personality of yourself. When you are interviewed in whatever job that you want to go, they will never ask about what's your your projection job will be. What is your projection career will be? You know, talking about a doctor who draw, that is a personality, that is a career or uh, an accountant who sketch or um, uh, a, a linguist who sing or mm. a lawyer who bake. Mm.
1: Those
2: are more of your career, rather than your job.
1: Yeah, your
2: job yeah. is a doctor, for example. But yeah. if you, if you're a doctor and you do a lot of, uh, like you went for soup kitchen, help help people and whatnot, that becomes your personality and also your career. Yeah. Then that, that doesn't mean that you cannot jump from jobs to jobs. Yeah. Like myself, I do like um, I am doing architecture and then I'm going into psychology and I then I'm going into whatever teaching and whatnot. But all those things because my career, I am an mm. architect who, who inspire people to do arts, for example, that is my career. So knowing that and understanding that gives me a lot of, you know, relief in myself because I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm right. not an architect right now, but mm. what I'm doing is bigger than just being an architect. It's my career, my career path is bigger than that. So...
0: Okay, that is one nice.
2: of the things that I, I learned.
0: <laughs> nice. Um, next question. So, who is your role model? Uh, and, and not someone from your family. Yeah. Uh, and, what, and what behaviors do you see? Like, what behaviors in them do you see in yourself? And what 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 is missing from you that you wish you had?
2: Yeah, that's a very hard question because all this while, my role model is always my father
1: mm cause because of architecture not, right? yeah
2: architecture, architecture, artists, architecture and whatever artists. that he's doing yeah but then if you talk about other than my family i think i like i have always been following and also admired um the KRU group you know KRU mm. the singer
1: oh, they yeah. are not just singer
2: them. they are not just singer they are um you know directors like publisher um, uh, all these uh producer Uh, Music, film and whatnot. But the best thing about them is they are working in the family environment. The Mm. KRU is actually from three brothers, Norman, uh, Adrie and also Yusri KRU, where Mm. they work and they divide their jobs accordingly and achieve something big
1: Mm. as
2: an empire. They have their own school, they have their own uh, production team, they have their own um, um, production house and whatnot. Going towards 3D, going animation and whatnot. So I think I've been looking towards their their progress and yeah, I think one of the things that I have yeah that I wish that I get from them was actually the maybe in the future is uh, the belief and also the the I would say the belief from other people to actually you know being part of it as well. Yeah. To, mm. fund, to fund us or to, to, to work with us and to believe in whatever that we are doing into achieving something bigger. Mm. So I think that's what it is, I guess.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. um, cool. Uh, next question. So what object have you purchased in the last 12 months <laughs> that cost less than a thousand ringgit okay. uh, but has, has um, tremendous positive impact for, for you?
2: Hmm, to be honest, I haven't been spending too much.
0: That might be a good it, thing, actually. Yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> but I think I would say one of it is, um, below 1,000 definitely, is my latest watercolor set. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've, been, I've been doing watercolor for a long time. Um, but I just like, just go with it and never really learn the techniques and whatnot. But I think earlier, just before the MCO, I bought a full set of uh, watercolor. I think that cost around not, not, not that much, lah. I mean think about, about 100 plus ringgit. And I started to learn the colors, like learn it um, slowly. Although I've been drawing for about 15 years now, I just started to really look at tutorials, look at videos and whatnot to, to strengthen my watercolor techniques. So I think that when I learned through that, after the MCO, I've been doing a lot of drawings Mm. and they have changed my view in a lot of things on on watercolor drawing where one of it that I wanted to share is watercolor will only give you about 30% of control. The other 70% is you need to work with nature. The humidity, the, 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 the... um, hotness of environment, water, gravity, and all other things. Yeah. So, 30% is what only you can control. The 70% is actually from the color, from everything else. And that gives me a lot of thoughts about having control. Sometimes we don't need to control everything. Sometimes we need to surrender our control in order to achieve bigger things.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, so I think that. Might answer the question a bit, but yes, yeah. yes,
0: no, love it. <laughs> um, uh, uh, next question uh, If you could make a video go viral, right, mm-hmm. and this video carried a message that's very important to you, <clears throat> like what message would that be? Well,
2: I think I would want that everyone to know that they can actually draw. <laughs> I think this video might be the one <laughs> maybe the message is <laughs> about that about appreciation towards art that everyone needs and can do it mm. because it's not exclusive for some group of people or whatever because a lot of people thought that is mm. so I need to everyone to know that um, everyone have the rights and also have the capacity to actually appreciate arts more mm. than you think you can so, I think that's the message.
0: Okay. Uh, second last question. We have two more. We're almost okay. at the end. What's a skill uh, that you have which other people will find surprising uh, but it's been very useful for you in your life or your career?
2: Skill? Hmm. I think I don't know if I actually certified to see that I can actually read people. Hmm. I mean, I can see talents and goodness or potential in others. Hmm. That really helps me in terms of collaborating, in terms of dividing my jobs or, you know, segregating works and whatnot. I think I've been learning that a lot while I'm doing my psychology right. study. Yeah. So, I learned to I learned that a lot of people have, I mean, different people have different personality, different people have different... Um, um, the way of their thinking, and even the language that they speak can really shape their own uh, special ability. For example, then a lot of those things that makes me being able to read people's potential. I can see good in people so that um, when I wanted to give something or give um, a job or whatever, I think I can really try to um, predict what they can actually do and whatnot. So mm. I think that one of the skills, I guess. I Okay.
0: Cool. <laughs> uh, last question. Mm-hmm. So what does the word success mean to you?
2: Success. It's a very interesting question. Mm. I think success for me is to be contented. I mean, you can achieve whatever you can. I mean, you can get like millions of dollars, you can win millions of dollars, you can actually, you know, become somebody, someone and whatnot. But all of those will get back to how happy you are, how contented you are. Sometimes those are really small things can really make yourself feel happy and success for that um, instance. So for me, success is when you achieve something that you really wanted to achieve you know I mean it has something to do with your own contentment not to say that other people see you or whatever if that is what it is then that is what it is but talking about how you feel inside I think that's very important because all this while when you try to achieve something and you got it and then you want more and you got it and you want more and you got it one more when does it gonna end so the idea is actually to slow down and saviour whatever you are doing right now and, you know, grab the most happiness that you can with whatever you are doing. I think that's success for me.
0: So thank you, Hakim, for this conversation. Sure. Uh, you've, uh, uh, I've, you have actually inspired me to want to try drawing later.
2: Yes, you need to. <laughs> I will
0: definitely to. To. do it.
2: Yeah. If, you, if you're interested in calling us to actually go to your place to to, to have some session or whatever, by all means, please do contact. Oh, me. really?
0: You do yeah, that? We, we do that I, as well. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because
2: we we did with different uh few other um working space and everything as right. well. Right, so, right, right.
0: By all means, I I will definitely check that out. Uh, uh, when I when I start, if I if I ever get to the point where I can consider myself able to draw (laughs) I might send a sketch to you yes please no problem (laughs) and evaluate it for me so thanks again Um, so yeah perhaps one day we can kind of catch up in person uh, and maybe do it again Uh, you know maybe maybe I can catch you like uh, in a future date again to see how KELCATCH Sketch Nation is doing as well cool awesome thank you Uh, thanks again Thank you for listening to the Hello Mentor podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, do hit that subscribe button, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you're trying to have a great career or if you want to succeed in business, um, you will benefit from really, really getting to learn from some of the most inspiring people in Malaysia. And hopefully, you can replicate some of that success yourself. Uh, We have many, many more amazing people joining us soon. And we expect to release an episode once every two weeks. So, again, do hit that subscribe button to our podcast and you will be notified when the next episode is up. Also, this podcast is supported by WAP, the leading professional youth jobs platform in Malaysia. So if you're looking to hire great talent or if you're looking for a new job, do also check us out at wopjobs.com. That's W-O-B-B jobs.com. Thank you again and I look forward to to share the next episode with you soon.